Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Today is going to be a revving the word. I am going to be bringing to you a favorite one, one of our revving the words that continues to get play after play, um, people re-listening to it. It's one of our most listened to episodes, and it is the Fruitful Declarations Revving the Word. So get ready to be blessed and actually to become more of who you were created to be. All about identity today. But before we get going, I wanted to read this review to you that was just posted, I don't know, maybe a couple, a week ago on February 14th on Valentine's Day. How amazing is this? And honestly, I'm reading this to you, not just to remind you, hey, leave a review when you do. It helps other people find the podcast, but mostly I feel really powerful about testimony that we want to keep it and remember it because what God does for one, he does for all. And so reading this testimony to you, don't feel scarcity. This woman had a breakthrough and I feel it's happening for all of you as well. So let's listen to this. It's from Steph and she said, today I listened to this podcast as I had to have my two front teeth removed due to a condition called resorption. I agonized over having to have this done, but I have no choice and I'm typically given to anxiety but my anxiety over this was crippling. I have listened to Revelation Wellness podcast for about a year when I go walking and I'm blown away every single time how much they are healing me. But today I went in there afraid that I wouldn't be able to breathe. Only God could have given me this podcast. And I think she's talking about our Breathe, our Be Still and Be Loved podcast called Breathe. She continues, I breathed and I felt like a deep work of healing was happening in my soul. Elisa, I can never thank you enough. You are a powerful minister of healing. Well, Stephanie, I can never thank you enough for being a woman of faith, a woman who's willing to say, God, all of me, come and do your work in my heart, my mind, in my soul, and my strength. So thank you for that. Steph, if you would email info at revelationwellness.org, we will send you a little love greater than fear package. And again, for those of you that leave reviews, um, we look back at these and, and reviews are picked to share on the air. If we share it, then you will too will receive a love greater than fear package. Reminder that this Friday, March 9th and Saturday, March 10th, I will be at Rev on the Road Phoenix. Really super excited. Get here. Get here. If you can get here, get here live. There's no replacing being live and doing this breathing, moving, sweating, and being still together. God does a renewing work every single time. I can promise you that. And if you can't attend live, well, then we do have live stream tickets now available and you're able to replay it through Tuesday, March 13th. So head on over. I'll have the link in the show notes here. Get your live ticket or come and live stream with us. If you're interested in having me come speak or seeing the full speaking lineup that we have, you can go to elisakeaton.com and see all the upcoming events and speaking engagements that are headed out into the world. And I hope to see you then. All right, you guys have a great day moving in love. I'm sure you're going to be blessed by this and I can't wait to talk to you again. Peace. All right. So here we go. We're going to start the music in three, two, one. All right. Oh, I'll tell you, this is a little selfish for me today too, because I could use this workout. Yesterday, I got back to teaching my live RevFit class. So if you happen to live in Phoenix, Arizona, come see me. Come see me. You can find out more information about my live classes at info at revelationwellness.org. But, whoo, tell you what. Well, if you do RevWell TV, if you do our uh, $10 monthly donation online programs where we actually you see us and we move you in all types of uh, cross-training. And you know <laughs> that a RevFit class is, is a total body workout. That's the nice thing about going for a walk, ride, ride your bike, hike. It's kind of one-dimensional. It allows you to settle in and just you don't have to think too much, which is kind of nice. Well, the RevFit class, you get to think, have some fun, be a sweaty mess, but it's an awesome cross-training. That's why I love it if you're revving the word and 
doing Revwell TV. I mean, you pretty much got it all going on in terms of what your body could use to benefit and live well. So I could use this today just to lock into a pace. And really, this is kind of the birthplace of revving the word. It was just, I just want to put the word in front of me. I don't want to have to think about choreography or <laughs> or how many more reps do I need to do. You just, just go. You flow. All right, so I'm going to create a lot of space for you today, but here we go. We're going to start in Galatians 5, 16. And it says, Ooh. but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. I could do a whole revving the word right there. Let's keep going. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So Paul is sternly, firmly saying, go this way. Live in step with the Spirit. Live in the direction of the Spirit because it's going in the opposite. It's opposed, opposition opposed to the direction of your flesh. Do you see why you are probably the most dangerous people I know? You're dangerous to darkness because you're harnessing the flesh and saying, get over here, get in line, your second chair to my spirit. So I want to define spirit and give you some time to just meditate and make some declarations about who you are as a person who lives in the spirit. The word spirit, it is the energy of God. It literally means energy, activation. First declaration as a person who keeps in step and lives with the Spirit. I'm going to say it, you're going to say it. I'll say it out loud, then you say it out loud. I am compelled to follow the Spirit because I am a spiritual being in a suit of flesh. I am compelled to follow the Spirit because I am a spiritual being in a suit of flesh. Second declaration, I am filled with life and peace. Third declaration of the Spirit, I have access to the supernatural in the natural realm. Say it out loud, come on. Last declaration as a spiritual being with a suit of flesh. God breathed on me. I now breathe for Him. 
That's another word. Spirit means breath. It's the animation of life. God breathed into them. He gave us his spirit in the garden. He formed us, but we did not come alive until he kneeled down and breathed on us. Animate, come alive. So for the remaining 30 seconds here, just meditate on the fact that you are a spiritual being. Think about what animates you, what brings you to life. Come on, keep in step. There is a pace. And every morning when you rise, you're set to meet it. You're already set. He never ever sets a pace that you can't keep. Ever. All right. So that's the fruit of the spirit. And it's funny how it's not, it's not plural, singular. One fruit produces all these attributes. It's like the superfood, the spirit, the fruit, the one fruit that when you bite into it, you get these next nine characteristics, the next nine benefits. The first one, love. And, I, and they go in, in order of importance. When the Bible lists things, it often lists it in importance. Like big macronutrients to micronutrients. Macronutrients in the fitness world, carbohydrates, fats, or I'm sorry, carbohydrates, proteins, fats, in that order. Carbohydrates, most important building block. You wouldn't even be able to breathe if you didn't have carbohydrates. Proteins, fat, same thing. So we start with love. Love. Always our best motivator. Always the best energy to take in and put out. The word comes from agape. When talking about God's love, he uses this word, affection. It means affection, my affection, love, God's affection. And I also love that it means love feast. How cool is that? Love feast. <laughs> I mean, say, listen, you're hungry right now for something. You're hungry to be right. You're hungry to be heard. But my love will satisfy you. Sit down. Sit down. First declaration as a spiritual being. I am the object of the Lord's affection. Say it. And not just say it, become it. As we say the word, become the word. Holy Spirit, come and help us. I release the fullness of your revelation into our dark, dead places. Holy Spirit, change us in the next 40 minutes, 50 minutes, never to be the same. Amen. You are the object of the Lord's affection. This is the story that he wrote for you. Second declaration. I love makes people wonder how I can love. <laughs> In other words, your love is peculiar. 
The way you love makes people go, how do you do that? <laughs> it's supernatural, because you're not focused on yourself. How I love makes people wonder how I can love. Next declaration in being a vessel of love, a benefact, a benefactor of love. I obey God because I love Him. I do not obey so He will love me. The Lord just gave me a picture when we obey God to earn his affection, we think we're, you know, ingesting good fruit or like things that are good for, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna strengthen myself. So I'm gonna obey God because then, then I'll get the benefits of his love. Just saw the picture of a woman purging over a toilet and they call that love. That's not God's love. That's why being the object of his affection, if we really knew that we we're the object of his affection, then obedience is a natural hunger and thirst. And it will cost, absolutely. It will cost. But what you get every time I stand before you as a woman, who has lost so much. <laughs> but what I've gained, it's stuff that I wasn't even looking for, but everything I ever needed. Everything. How I trust him, he's never, ever led me wrong. Has he led me into hard places? Yes. By his grace, has he given me the ability to see it through? Yes. And have I seen the evidence of his love and care for me? Totally. Next effect of the spirit, joy. It means the cause or occasion for gladness or for joy. The cause or occasion. First declaration. Where there is an absence of joy, I bring the party. <laughs> yeah, you do. Wherever I go, my cause is the kingdom and the effect is joy. Come on, say it. Command every cell and fiber of your being to come in line with the declaration. This is how it works. This is how faith works. You speak it, you declare it and then it's a so be it. That's it, you guys. That's it. And in the moments you start to question whether or not you have joy, you let this truth that's now imprinted in your DNA rise up. Stand up and take its place. Next declaration of joy. I will not forfeit my joy. <laughs> I will take hold for my God rejoices over me with singing. Joy is the frequency of the kingdom. <laughs> it's like this thunderous applause. 
It's always happening. You just gotta tune in to the joy of the kingdom. Because it's all over, it's all dealt with there. So you summons the angels that God charges around you and say, all right, let's turn it up. Let's keep our joy on. Let's keep our love on. Come on. It's who you are, Holy Spirit. It's who I am. Joy. It doesn't mean happiness. It's a, it comes from a confidence that God is good, faithful, and can be trusted. It takes you off the hook. That's good news. That's a cause for gladness and joy. Amen? Next effect of taking a bite of this fruit, peace. Peace is who you are. The word itself as used here means of Christianity, the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. So fearing nothing, content, with its earthly lot. Amen. Because wherever, wherever there's fear, it pushes, it's like, it chases away what's already been established in the spirit, which is love, joy, and peace. Right? If fear shows up, it chases those away, and we lose our peace, and we lose our power. First declaration of peace. I have a peace with me. A peace, I should say I have a peace in me that's greater than anything in or of the world. Say it again. I have a peace in me that's greater than the world. Say it. Come on, Lord. Change our DNA. Change our minds, God. Renew our minds. Right now, God, transform us. Turn on the transformers. Next declaration. I don't need the absence of a conflict to have peace. I am peace because of I am. It's non-negotiable, friends. God is not anxious. He's not afraid. He's exceedingly glad and he's a love beast. This all gets in line with who you are and the nature of your character. Take a moment. Just relax your shoulders. Relax your jaw. Should be able to drink in some oxygen. Patience. Oh boy, here we go now. Now we're getting into the hard places. Love, joy, and peace. Everybody goes, yeah. I got some of that. I feel like this is where we get into the micronutrients. Patience, how we doing? <laughs> it means endurance, consistency, steadfastness, perseverance, and get this one. Slowness, 
in avenging wrongs. Uh-oh. Pick up your feet, come on. Declaring, I am patient because my father has been extremely patient with me. Make it present tense. I am patient because my father is extremely patient with me. This means I give away what I've received. And that will keep your peace. And that will keep your joy. And that will keep your love on. When I'm patient in my suffering, I am becoming more like my father. Say it. When I'm patient in my suffering, I'm being shaped, I'm becoming and molded more like my father. I look more like his kind. Next part of your nature, next effect of you keeping in step with the spirit, kindness, kindness. It means moral goodness and integrity. Kindness. Your kindness. When we are kind even to ourselves, that's why what's more evil and hard-hearted than to look in the mirror and call yourself, call God's workmanship disgusting or ugly or to accuse yourself. That's not kind, but listen. The kindness that comes from the Spirit, it keeps you upright. Integrity. Whenever I hear the word integrity, I get the vision or the picture of an upright, healthy, and strong spine. You know when people say, do you have a spine? Do you have a backbone? It's your integrity. And a healthy spine, a straight spine, in its original design as God created it, it's meant to hold a lot of weight, a lot of pressure with ease. But if your back starts to get tweaked over time because of dysfunction in your body, it weakens you and you're less upright. Some of you have seen you know, senior citizens, they walk hunched over. And that's just a, a picture of what the enemy tries to do when we aren't kind to ourselves or when we're not kind to someone else. And it comes, it comes from our relationship of who we think God is. Right? Just because we have suffering doesn't mean that he's not kind. He knows what he's doing. 
I'm just gonna trust him. I'm gonna trust like a child. Cause sometimes my questions cause me more problems than good. Gracious assumptions that everyone's just doing the best they can. That's a kind posture. I'm gonna just hold on to kindness because it's who he is. Declare. Because Jesus is kind is kind, I'm kind. How's that? The word kind comes from kin, like family, kin, then kind. His kin are kind. You know that you've been in the presence of someone who's been in the presence of Jesus because they're kind. They make kind choices of integrity. Maybe it's their food choices, not because they're imprisoned in bondage, but because they've received kindness. So they just, it's the air they breathe, kindness. Even when it gets polluted, they put on the mask, they breathe in the air of heaven, kindness, and it keeps them upright, their spine tall, strong. So whether they're bowing on their knees or standing on their feet, they have a kingdom integrity. Next declaration in kindness. We have a shirt that says this, you ready? I train humankindness. Go ahead. I train humankindness. It's kind of a take on words for our instructors. They train humankind, they move them. If you got a body, if you got breath, find a Revelation Wellness instructor. They want to train you. They want to do life with you, community with you, kingdom, culture, values. They want to do hard stuff with you. They want to train, as they're being trained, they want to train you, humankind, in kindness. You're doing a great job, by the way. Are you smiling or crying? That's joy. Next characteristic of living in the spirit, by the spirit, for the spirit, as the spirit, goodness. It means uprightness of heart and life. Do you see how it's connected to kindness? Upright, integrity, goodness. Uprightness of heart and life. It means when I feel like hanging my head, when I feel like crouching down in fear, I'm gonna stay yoked to his goodness and it will keep me upright. It will keep my feet firm, palms open, breathing big. Declare, God called me good, and I am filled with his goodness. Okay. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. All right, everyone. I want you to see a picture of a pinata. I can't help it. This is what the Lord gave me again on goodness because I just refuse to change the subject that from the fact that he's good. That's why even when it's hard, like a workout, press in, press on, something will break and it's gonna be good. It's like a pinata. The kingdom is like a pinata that descends from heaven to earth. And the Lord says, take a swing. Come on, my people, keep swinging at it. Now don't wear yourselves out. Show up each day, you're taking a swing. 
And as you keep swinging, staying faithful, staying kind, hang on to your peace, your patience, your joy and your love, it's gonna break. And out will come all kinds of goodness. So declaration. <laughs> you ready? I'm like a pinata. Hit me with your best shot and goodness will pour out. So good. I'm gonna give you another one here and then I'm gonna go quiet for a good amount of time. And then we'll wrap up our last two faithfulness, but this one's gonna, let's meditate on faithfulness. It's a conviction of truth that you can trust God and so be faithful. It's the character of one who can be relied on. That's God. And because that's who God is, that's who you are. The character of one who can be relied on. I'm not changing my mind. My yes is my yes. I said yes to God. I'm going to stay. I said yes to you. I'm going to stay. I'm faithful. Declare, I'm faithful to the end because I trust God. Last one before I want you to just hang on to these fruits or this fruit. I don't have to understand what God is doing and even know what he is doing to trust him and be faithful. I don't have to understand what God is doing or know what he is doing to trust him and be faithful. Get with him, faithful one. About five minutes. In the spirit, meditate who you are.
faithful one. Come on, goodness. Come on, one of kindness. Patience. Peace. Joy. And love. It's who you are. It's who you've always been. When he knelt down and kissed you, this is what he breathed into you. Come on. And Jesus, for the joy set before him, <laughs> endured the cross for this. That we would get back what was stolen. Our confidence. That we are loved. That we are people of joy. That we live in the garden, shalom and peace. We never have to leave again. Patience. One of great kindness and goodness. And I love that God now calls us faithful. In other words, He sees. He sees your faithfulness. He sees you seeing it through. He sees you. And He calls you faithful one. He's never going to let you down. He's never going to change his mind. He will not be swayed. He is faithful. And so shall you be. Hang on, it was good. Did you make it through without crying? <laughs> we wrap it with these last two nutrients that you receive when you bite into the spirit and chew on it, eat it like nothing else. Gentleness. Oh man, this might be one for me. <laughs> <laughs> See, as in my, my old creation, gentleness didn't work well for me. If you weren't heard, you just got big. <laughs> if you weren't validated, you just got big. And I have a feeling for my fitness fanatics, my recovering flesh fanatics, this one doesn't come easy for you, gentleness, because fitness became a great outlet for you to kind of get big, get loud, kind of spend yourself energetically. Gentleness means mildness of disposition, gentleness of spirit. Just reminds me that the, the leading of God and even the ways of the spirit, they're not forceful. It's gentle. That's why God right now, I release an anointing of sensitivity to the spirit. So God, I just got that picture of when you do a pedicure and you slough off the dead skin. Slough off the dead skin, the hard outer shell, things that make us res resilient. God, slough it off and give us a gentleness, a sensitivity that we can feel the gentle promptings of the Spirit. Declare, I am sensitive to the Spirit and its gentle leading. Say that. Declare, I do not have to get big to matter. I 
you, Jeb. We're gonna finish it off, friends. You ready with this last one? Here's what's funny. This last, and again, I believe these all get listed in order of importance. Like, love, that matters. Like, above all else, love. And from that, you get joy. And from that, you get peace. And from that, you're gonna get learn to get patient. Right, we just come down the ladder. And here's the last one. Anyone know what I'm about to say? This is who you are when you live according to spirit. Self-control. It means the virtue of one who masters his or her desires or passions, especially of his sensual appetite. Okay, so get this, here's the problem. I'm gonna just put it in this metaphor because this, this is the this is people I'm talking to. How many people show up New Year's Day after summer, you know, at some point go, that's it. I need some self-control. I need to lose some weight. I'm done, God. I've been disobedient, God. I just, God, you gotta help me. Okay, God, you get to help me. You get to do this. Self-control, it's who you tell me I am. I don't have a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, sound mind, sober mind, self-control, self-discipline, God. And so they show up. It's like they come to me as a personal trainer with their, with their bag of self-discipline. Like they took a withdrawal and said, this is my self-discipline. And honestly, they might as well hand me a bag of dust. Because without the initial motive and fruit of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, patience, come on, it's gonna take a while, don't turn back. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, I won't stop. They have no self-control. They don't really have it, it won't. They're trying to take a withdrawal on something that no, no interest has been made. There's nothing there. Start depositing yourself and spending yourself inside the fruit of the spirit that produces love, then joy, then peace, patience. And hey, then you'll get this self-control too. It's an all or nothing. That's what I'm saying. It's an all or nothing. You can't have self-control that is, leads to life and peace, that isn't connected in the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. You have to have all of it. At least to what measure, it doesn't matter. You might have tiny, tiny bit of love, but you're like, okay, you need to get that. We're gonna bring your love equation up. I see your self-control, that's awesome. But what happens? As we start to grow in knowledge of love, God, like I said, the self-control just becomes like, well, that's easy. I'm not having to white knuckle it. I'm not having to make it happen. I just, that's an effect. That's, that's, that's an effect of my cause. Statement, declaration. I am the master of my appetites because I am loved. I'm the master of my appetites because I am loved. Last declaration of the class. All incoming desires must get by my love of God. <laughs> All incoming desires, thoughts, aspirations, hopes. They basically must pass the love test. Is this a loving thought? Is this a loving motive? Because from that, you're gonna have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control.
and self-control, it's a, it's a virtue. It's a behavior that can be learned and trained. It's something to be trained. So God, we just thank you. Deal with us according to your great love. We want to be spiritual beings with a suit of flesh. We won't shame this flesh, God. We're grateful that it carries my light. It carries my hope. It's a vehicle and a container of your goodness, God. And I pray, God, that as we grow in the fruit of the Spirit, that you will align our bodies. You'll you'll put that set point, God, of what size we're to be. (laughs) Set point of what our goal is, what what purposes you have for us. It just becomes an effect of the cause. You are our cause. We love you. We give this all to you. Grow us in the fruit of the Spirit against such things that there is no law. Against these things, God, that nothing can tear it down. We receive it. We declare it. We believe it. It's who we are. In Jesus' name, amen.